The Ryan and Russ Show is brought to you by Vision Homes. If you're looking to build a home in North Central West Virginia, visit askvisionhomes.com. Vision Homes, building you a house you're proud to call home. And don't forget to subscribe to The Ryan and Russ Show, but don't take our word for it. Take Coach Neelan's. Hi, this is Coach Don Neelan, and you're watching The Ryan and Russ Show. Please subscribe. We welcome you in to another edition of the Ryan and Rush Show, a special preseason basketball edition, your source for West Virginia sports. On today's first episode of the basketball preseason edition, we have a former player and assistant coach of the team. We welcome him on, Alex Ruoff. Coach Ruoff, how are you doing today? Doing good, doing good. Thanks for having me. Ruoff, appreciate you uh, taking the time. I know you guys are busy over there. You got Missouri State here uh, next week. Yeah, give us an update on how the preseason's going. I, I know this. Uh, you're ready to play somebody else other than yourselves, right? Yeah, myself and, and players are, are ready to hit somebody different. Uh, we got George Mason tomorrow night in an exhibition game. Uh, good team, plays hard, so it's going to be a good test. Uh, but, yeah, our boys are just exhausted of playing each other. So this comes out on Monday. So we're going to already assume that you played really well against George Mason. Great. Congrats, great game. Yeah. Team's yeah. looking awesome. Can't wait right. for Missouri State. <laughs> but talk about a little bit your experience. Obviously, you're a player here. Uh, we're a player here at West Virginia. Started with Beeline, then Hugs came in. Talk about kind of our, what being a player here, kind of establishing that type of culture, how it's led you to be an assistant coach, an effective assistant coach, especially with the crazy offseason that it was. Obviously, you played overseas professionally, too. That has something to do with it, of course, as well. But how has all of that led up to this point, helped you be an assistant coach and uh, be part of this West Virginia culture? Well, that's covering a lot. Uh, yeah. yeah, a lot of blessings are in that story. As far as coming here, John Beeline taking a chance on a three-star kid, bringing him to West Virginia, having this university and this state change the trajectory of my life um, and the impact it had on me that's just invaluable. Um, two Hall of Fame coaches pushing me towards a pro career to play overseas for 12, only to come back and have the opportunity to, to help coach under Bob Huggins, a Hall of Fame coach, one of the greatest to ever do it. And to now, and, and as, as tough as the summer as it was uh, to overcome all that and that heartbreak with what went down, to now have Coach Eilert running the show, being under him and learning everything I can, it's nothing short of a uh, blessing. Um, but that experience playing here, wearing the uniform, knowing what that means to our people in this state, uh, we're able to instill that, having a bunch of staff members who, are, who wore the uniform we're able to instill how valuable and important that is to our current players. I think that's a great point, Al. And I, I don't think people realize the importance of that alumni locker room that Hugs built. Um, when I was there and you would come back every single summer, I'd be like, all right, so where did you go this year? Because, I mean, you had stops in Belgium, Finland, Germany, Spain, and Japan. So you're, I mean, you've, you've traveled the world. Talk cool. about what is the importance and how great it is for the active players to bring in those guys every single summer, the alumni, the culture, having those guys push this current group um, to make them better for the upcoming season. Yeah, so Hugs deserves a lot of credit for what he did, that atmosphere he created. So even my teammates overseas, all the guys from Power 5 conferences, the turnover in head coaching is very you know quick. So they didn't have what we had here. 
that family atmosphere that we sold, that brotherhood that we had under Bob Huggins, that no one else had that. He went the extra step and built us an alumni locker room so pros could come back, train here with the support of Coach Kettler, Coach Brown in the weight room, with uh, Randy Metter, Hall of Famer in the training room, all that support, not to mention mix it up with the current players. There were times where Joe Alexander, Devin Ebanks, Kevin Jones, all NBA players were in a pickup game versus current Mountaineers. And there's one-on-one battles. The trash talking is at the highest level. If you don't bring it that day with eight to ten pros, you're going to get embarrassed. So what Hugs created was just this – all my family was in Florida. When I left West Virginia and I went overseas to play pro, my first summer was spent in Florida with my family. But – I just couldn't train there. I couldn't get what was happening up here down in Florida. I I quickly moved my stuff. My college stuff got moved all down to Florida. And within one year, all my stuff got moved right back up because of how special this environment, this atmosphere that Hugs built here. West Virginia, I mean, in its history, it's it's a top 20 program. I mean, literally, because you look at the, the wins compared to every other program, you're a top 20, the culture that's been built, obviously Jerry West, the face of the NBA. How can you guys build on what's already been established here at West Virginia? So, yeah, the, the program doesn't look anything like it did when I got here in 2005. So a lot of credit to John Beeline, to Bob Huggins to get it to where it is now. Our facilities are top notch. We compete with everybody in the country with facilities. We're the most unique program in the country as far as 2 million people support us. We have an entire state behind us. That stuff is a given. But now with Coach Eiler and this staff, we are entering a new era of basketball. So we are we are continuing, continuing the legacy of Bob Huggins. But at the same time, the offense is different. That same tough blue-collar mentality that relates to the fan base will be the same on defense. But this is a completely – fans won't recognize the style of play this year. I'm I'm glad you uh, brought up Coach Eiler because Al, you like you said, you played here. Um, you're the all-time leading three-point shooter in Mountaineer history. Josh was here when, yeah. when you start, when you when you played here. Josh was there as video coordinator, which was my position, and now Jared Courtson's position. Um, you've seen him grow, video coordinator, director of ops, then assistant coach last year, now head coach. People are starting to get to know Josh Eilert. I mean, because he 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 was just the guy that was always in the first seat talking to hugs for for years and years, yeah. uh, where Billy Hahn used to sit. Talk to everybody about what we're getting with Josh Eilert. Obviously, us three know Josh Eilert, right? But the average fan, what are they? What are we getting with Josh Eilert leading this program? Okay, first and foremost, Coach Eilert as a man, integrity, morals, uh, moral compass is just top notch. He's second to none. He's a guy that you want to lead your program. He's a guy you want coaching your kid, not only on the court, but off the court. Um, what Josh has meant to me over the years, like you said, when I played here, they all took over. Josh came in as a youngin. He was a video coordinator. He was jumping in practice. Yeah. But him and Coach Emart were young enough at the time to relate to us. That still was an older staff when they first got here. So the value that Coach Eiler and Coach Martin gave us when I was a current player was amazing. And then over the years, all those years as VC, then assistant, his knowledge of the game is incredible. His his basketball IQ, just learning from hugs, learning over the years of this business, ins and outs. Um, I've just been all year since I joined the staff. And even last year as a GA, I would lean on Josh, like Josh's perspective, his ability 
to maintain this during any moment of adversity wow. is is remarkable. I'm I'm like last year I had all kinds of players' emotions watching games and watching mistakes and 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 I'm overreacting every chance. And then like his ability to be like, well, this we did these couple things right. We can build on that. These mistakes are normal because you know we've seen this in the past because of all his years of experience. Yeah. His perspective is, is is amazing, and it's like an it's like an anchor. It's like a lighthouse that we, as a young coaching staff, we all lean on. Specifically to your story, uh, Alex, is what if what if what was one of the biggest lessons that you've learned? Kind of you know being a player and now being a coach, where maybe you kind of brought it up, right? The being the uh, that emotional player and wanting to go out there and grind it out. But sometimes as a coach, right, you have to take a step back and you kind of have to think of the game as a whole. Not necessarily, hey, like give it all out for this one play and then you're sacrificing something else. What's one of the biggest lesson or lessons that you've had to learn kind of turning off that player mind? Maybe not fully turning it off because you obviously you want it. You use that knowledge to, to help right. you as a coach and relate to the players, but turning some of that off and turning other things on for, from the coaching standpoint. I think the biggest adjustment that I've that I have felt personally so far is having to adapt from professional standards and I don't mean that from a from a program standpoint I mean that from a a personnel standpoint with players so when I'm coaching and teaching I'm teaching for the professional level I'm teaching what they're going to need for the next level but sometimes you don't need those details at the college level so what's what's been great you know we got nothing but ex-pros on staff but coach Eilert's experience can bridge that gap for us so maybe when we're talking about, I'll just use an example here. We're, we're recently working on defending a ball screen, back screen, Spanish action. Everybody runs it in the country. It's, it's swept the, the world. So there's different ways to guard it. And I'm talking about wrinkles, and I'm talking about what teams might try to do. Like they might ghost it. The guy might run out. And I'm, I've seen all that personally. I've guarded that. It's been a nightmare for me and a scout against a, a very high-level yearly team. But then Coach Eiler is like, hey, those wrinkles don't really exist at the college level. That, that type of decision-making doesn't exist. So he's bridged that gap for a lot of us on staff as far as the importance of what we're trying to point out detail-wise and then if we how to move on and how to be efficient so we can get to where, get to be where we need to be come season. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's invaluable. Just sometimes we, as, as coaches, you guys overcomplicate it. I felt like we did that at times. Um, you, could have, you could have the best game plan in the world, but if those players don't understand it, Right. Uh, it makes the coaches look bad. So, right. yeah, it's it's. I know for you, it's interesting being on the other side after being on the playing side for all these years. Let's talk about this current group, though, Al, because okay. you, you talked about it. This this was a tough off season for everybody. Everybody yeah. that's been involved with that program to build it up to what it has been for the last fifteen years. But for this group to stick together, I feel like playing basketball is going to be the easiest thing and a basically a, a sigh of relief. Basically. Is that kind of what, what you're sensing from that group that, hey, we're just ready to lace them up and we've already dealt with more adversity than probably every other team in the country combined so far? Yeah. You know, it, it, it's extremely tough summer, right? Yeah. Going back on my experience when we lost John Beeline to Michigan and two weeks of not knowing what's going to happen, only to all stay together, Absorb the new coaching staff, the new style, the new style of coaching of Bob Huggins at 52 years old yeah. made us made a bond on that team that eventually led to a sweet 16 and a final four with that group. So similar to this summer, 
why the world was burning around the building inside was very genuine, very pure and, and special with our group. And we ended up losing four guys to the portal. And I hope our fan base understands just the, the perfect storm opportunity that existed when things went down, the portal was closed. And next thing you know, the market is, is very valuable to college basketball players, especially at this level. So, you know, we had a couple of kids that were really sad that, that left here sad. Um, but that, that, that connection, we had four guys stay. We did a really good job of vetting guys coming in as far as character, IQ, and, and we couldn't bring in any, any knuckleheads because that would just mess things up. So going through that whole summer of turmoil adversity has brought this team together. I think it's going to be one of our advantages. There's power in that. The stuff that we went through this summer, this offseason, no Big 12 team went through. So when we take the court, when we're in that foxhole and there's, there's a time to get a stop, we have a little bit more power. We have a little bit more in our in our bag than the rest of the, the conference. So we're going to use that to our advantage. Yeah, it's it's what Ryan said. It's kind of what we've been talking about is we're getting to a point where the easiest thing is just to play basketball. Like, so just go out there and play. You've dealt with everything else. Now the game's the easy part, right? And for a lot of other teams is, you know, that's when the stress and stuff begins. But mm-hmm. you've already dealt with more extreme things like, hey, that that can absolutely work to your advantage. Uh, Coach Ruoff, if you had a message for for this Mountaineer fan base, obviously we talked about the adversity and kind of the ups and downs this past year. What would your message be? What do you want the fans to know? Well, I fully expect, and I've already felt it during the offseason, this fan base is really going to get behind this team. They're going to love this team, the way they play, how hard they play. (coughs) But message to them, and as you guys know, we have the Raekwon battle issue going on. Um, It's kind of hard to define roles and really lean in and excel and and get great at a role if you don't know what that role is going to be yet. So, as a result of what's going on off the court with, with Raekwon and the waiver, we, we're going to have some roles change rapidly throughout this non-conference this preseason. So what you're going to see is one night a guy's going to play a certain role and do this, and the next night it's going to be a different role and do that. So I, my message would just be kind of patience. See what we're working on. See, see how hard these kids play and how well they play together. But there's going to be some tough battles early on because we're just not at full roster. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a great message, Al. And I know you're a busy man, so we'll let you go. But one last question, and this is kind of not as serious a question. We lay some, we, we tip the ball off tomorrow. Who is winning, the current starting five or a starting lineup of Jordan McCabe, Alex Ruoff, Deshaun Butler, Jamar Johnson, and Josh Eilert in the middle? <laughs> oh, man, that's tough. That's tough. So you said, you said current starting five, which doesn't include right one. Okay. Yeah. Um, the value of just, just could you, could you win a, let's say the Mac with with your guys' coaching staff? Absolutely not. So the the format is important. Are we playing a pickup basketball game where we're walking and it's, it's not, you know, college basketball because us old guys, we don't stand a chance. Our, Our half court advantage of basketball IQ and playing is there, but the moment our young guys start getting out and running, it's over. So. If you're putting us in a college game right now, it's our current players every day. Well, it's it's Josh is making the rules since he's the boss, so it's a half court game. And, <laughs> oh yeah, and, yeah, and, 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 and you, call you, your own fouls. Yeah, so we had some, as you can imagine, at times this summer we only had five or six players, so we you know we were jumping in pickup games and and to make it a little bit more fun, we were going staff versus current players. Well, let's just say our record really shows uh, how that turned out. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll take this staff against any other staff in the country. Go, go. Hey, we'll, we'll, we owe Kansas a couple. Go play Bill Self in that staff. Go dunk <laughs> on him or something. That would, yeah, we'll try, we'll try to, we'll try to throw those scores out the staff games this year so yeah. our fan base can enjoy. Absolutely no love it. Coach Ruoff, thank you so much for coming on. We'll, we'll let you get back to a lot of things that, that, that you got on your plate. But again, thank you so much. We wish you a, a good season. Good luck with everything. And uh, maybe we'll get you back on this spring and kind of talk more about your career and, and, and your story. But until then, we appreciate you. And of course, go Mountaineers. Awesome, fellas. Thank you so much for having me. See you, Ruoff. Go Mountaineers.